0: Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spinoff Angel. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear.
1: A couple Hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Time you're an investigator, more or less. Today, because if you're a curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. A I'm your boss. Or else
2: you might feel a moment of true happiness.
1: You got already an addiction to a brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it, where I was nearly tortured
2: to death. Becoming evil again.
0: You're a demon, demon hunter. Road,
2: demon. Demon. And kill everyone.
0: It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound.
1: Thanks, Cornelia appreciate
0: your respect. Hey, everybody. I'm Josh. And I'm Rex. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beer with. Bu- I mean, <laughs> Ale with Angel! That's right, fuckos. We're actually doing it. Oh, no, they said. You can't make fun of Angel, too, they said. Angel is already a joke, they said. Well, to that I say. Pish posh and suck my duck, all you milflickers, because that just means there's all the more tasty, tasty, bad, wrong, awful, dumb shenanigans to make fun of, and it's going to be season one of Buffy all over again. And it's gonna be amazing, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it but sit and let all of the amazing just spew and spout and drizzle all over your face. And god damn it, Rex, why you gotta take it to the sexy place? I haven't said anything yet, actually. <laughs> Yeah, and you still found a fucking way to take it to the sexy place. That's impressive. I'm pretty sure that was you. I'm impressive then. <laughs> I'm very impressive. <laughs> Bring oh, the chocolate God. sauce. Am I not sprawled about on the couch?
2: For a moment there, I was thinking, huh, who replaced my co-host with the monster truck
0: announcer? I did. That was me. Apparently. It was George.
2: George. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pull from somewhere that nobody who will listen to this podcast will get.
0: Except for River Crystal Sam. Today on Ale with Angel, (laughs) we are reviewing season one, episode one of Angel entitled City of dot dot dot. Yes. Yeah. It's actually a dot dot dot, right? Yeah. It's not... Because well, the, the title is technically like City of Angel. I get it. Yeah. yeah it's... I just, on Hulu, they actually called it City of Angel, but on the IMDb and everything else I've ever seen it on, it's City yeah. of dot, dot, dot. It's same. So Hulu fucked it up. Good job, Hulu. <laughs> uh, we, we don't have any voicemails today, which, thank God, yeah. because that would just take way too long. We've gotten a lot lately. I did, however, completely forget to pull up the itunes reviews because holy shit y'all motherfuckers are really pulling your shit together we have gotten four new itunes reviews in the last month that is an unprecedented
2: amount and three ratings that didn't that they didn't actually write a review
0: which is you know okay Uh, yeah that's fine no we'll take it i if if you're if you're writing shy or what's the what's the word pen shy I don't know. Keyboard shy, maybe. Internet shy,
2: shy, shy.
0: Yeah, if you got the if you got the floppy doodle, <laughs> if, if you got if you got <laughs> the floppy doodle, they got whiskey fingers. <laughs> Their fingers are too oh floppy to be able to type properly, so they just don't. Oh, they're like you know, I just want to get some sleep. If really, you had to take it to an erectile dysfunction joke. That is correct. Thank you for spelling that out. This man, everybody, clearly does not have whiskey fingers. Huh? Huh? Because he spelled it out? Get it? Heavy sigh. (laughs) (laughs) Splendid. (laughs) All right. So I'm pulling up some iTunes reviews. Let's do that. And then after that, we got some cats to name. (laughs) We do. Yeah. I forgot all about the cats. Yeah. We might have to pause and prep for that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the last one that I read was the Epic Definistrato review. So after that, we have. I I'm not gonna lie. I've been trying to figure out how to pronounce this name for about a month, <laughs> because I'm fairly certain there is a typo in it. So this person is called No Fucking Names at a Left. Yeah, that's right. I think it's supposed to say No Fucking Name State Left. But that also makes no sense to me. But anyway, on June 19th, 2020, no fucking namesake at left says in their title, an actually good Buffy podcast? question mark. There are a shut ton of Buffy podcasts out there, and most are terrible. Even the popular ones I can't stand. This is amazing. I'm just sad I discovered them four seasons in because this is something I wish I could have been in on from the beginning. They touch on the serious side of the episodes while also keeping it fun and light, just like the show. I'm more of a wine girl myself, but I can't stop listening to this. Thank you, no fucking namesake to left. N- next review comes from Maria E.B. Maria E.B.'s title says, funny, simple, but effective. I like it, Maria. Thank you i really enjoy this podcast i'm glad they're back helping us cope with covid looking forward to ale with angel well guess what i just read your review on the very first episode (laughs) of ale with angel you're welcome maria eb and i'm gonna save the the next two for next episode yeah and great cool 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 let's name some fucking cats Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. Do do you want to get people up to speed on why we're naming cats, just in case?
2: I do not recall which episode that we made the joke about naming cats. I don't think it was that long ago, though, but my cat has a ridiculous name. His full name is The Master Floof, Mr. Edgar Allan Purr. There are multiple references in that name,
0: by the way. You forgot to update it. He's actually Sir Edgar Allan Purr right he was knighted he was officially knighted yeah it's been a few episodes i can't remember exactly when we said it either but we made a joke about hey we'll name your cats oh my god we're going to make it a patreon perk and then rex actually did make it a patreon perk and two people actually bought it yeah um i think one person
2: didn't realize that they were getting that they were buying that perk specifically why
0: not uh because She doesn't have a cat. (laughs) Did she give you anything to name at all? Yes. Ah, then we're going to name it. Rose says
2: that she does not have a cat. However, she does have a ladybug that has been in her house for about a week. And she figures we could name that. Mm -hmm. The ladybug is probably dead. (laughs) So maybe we should take
0: that into account for our naming purposes. All right. Would you describe a ladybug's fur pattern as tabby tortoiseshell plain or patchy i mean it's it's polka dots yes but okay so patchy i i heard i heard patchy okay yeah patchy works moving along go on (laughs) so obviously it's it's a female because it's a ladybug presumably um and as we all know females can breed together males cannot making them of course the superior gender probably or or sex whichever you prefer sex yes please (laughs) i'm so lonely (sighs) anyway moving on
2: (laughs) you got any ideas for this ladybug name um i'm working on it are you on an internet questionnaire no (laughs) what what would what would make you think that rex See, the trick to naming
0: anything is to start with a pun. So we have to think of a pun. Go on. I don't... All right, so it's a lady and it's a bug and it's not a cat at all, but it's a cat name. Yeah, Um. we could go with... Okay, I've got it, Rex. Here's how we're going to do this. Okay. We're each going to write down three names and we're going to vote on our favorite of each other's names and then we'll have a final round after that where we have to debate and argue why we think that name that the other person chose is the best. And we will work out like fucking gentlemen (laughs) which one's the winner. (laughs) How do you feel about that? You have a visitor. I'm aware (laughs) that there is a large, fluffy, clawed (laughs) predator crawling onto my lap. (laughs) That is correct. Okay, so what are your three names? All right, my three names... For this ladybug, because she doesn't actually have a cat, right? She does not actually have a cat. Yeah, she has a ladybug that is almost certainly deceased by this point. And has been flushed. And has been flushed. (laughs) But we're still going to name it, it. goddammit. Alright, my three names are... Madam Roseanne. Number two, Little Miss Puffins. Number three, Pickle Dot. Pickle Dot? (laughs) Pickle Dot. My three names...
2: Are Queen Divine, okay, Madame Fowler? <laughs> Fuck, it's German. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong.
0: How yep. are you picking a name that you don't Madam
2: know? F- Madame
0: Fowler. How are you spelling that? F E H L E R. Failer. Okay, I, think uh, I don't know German either. Go yeah. on, uh, Madame Feller. What does it mean? Ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, go
2: on, and then the lady of the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, that's so awful. I do want to say my personal favorite of my list is Queen Divine
0: because... No, no, no. You don't get to tell me oh, before God I vote. It. Fine. We t- we tell our favorites after we vote. I'll let it go this time. So Queen Divine, Madam Feller, Lady of the Vault. Correct. All right. Queen Divine was my favorite as well. That's, okay. That was your favorite too, yes. right? Okay. So what's your favorite of mine? Do you need me to read them again? Uh, yes. Madame Roseanne, Little Miss Puffins, Pickle Dot. I have to go with Little Miss Puffins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I was my favorite was Madame Roseanne because she's a lady that bugs me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's not bad. Um,
2: so Queen Divine is a drag queen. Okay. Specifically, Queen Divine is the drag queen that. Ursula from Little Mermaid was based on visually. Okay, yeah. So my brain went a lady bug who's been flushed. (laughs) Oh so
0: a queen of the sea. Wow. (laughs) Queen Divine. Queen Divine. You ruined it for me. I really I don't want this insect's name to be a reference to how it died. It didn't die that way. It That's... probably starved to death. <laughs> like or how or reference to its eternal resting place then. What's wrong with that? I I want to pretend that it had a life or a name throughout its life retroactively. Well, maybe the the name was prophetic. Instead of letting it be defined by its final I... act. And for for that reason, I'm going to have to go with Little Miss Puffins. I'm not going to lie. I I got that name (laughs) because it popped up in a name generator. Oh, man. And I just liked it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty decent name. And I put Little Miss before it. That's my touch. It was just Puffins, which is apparently a very popular cat name. Apparently. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. So, Rose,
2: your ladybugs, your dead ladybugs, your flushed dead ladybugs name is Little Miss Puffins.
0: Hey! Like fucking
2: gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you so very, very much for your patronage.
0: (laughs) And now we (laughs) we got through it, everyone, but now we still have to do another one. Next cat name. Or next cat to name. So
2: the other patron who purchased the perk of cat naming is Meredith, and she has a tiny tux cat who only has a little stub tail oh so we have to name her yes we do yes we do
0: (laughs) you need a name i
2: so i have a solid color cat i tend to prefer solid color animals for some reason but i do have to say that i am quite the fan of tuxedo cats (laughs) They look like little penguins. Do we
0: know if it's a boy or a girl? She, yes. She. Okay. Female. Because we need to code things by their genitalia, remember? Yes, that's an important aspect of our society. That's how this works. <laughs> uh, and it's, a, it's still a kitten? Apparently. Or at least it was at the time. Yeah. But that's only been a month. It's still with, technically with, with a kitten. With a stubby little tail?
2: <laughs> with a bobtail. tail. Um, and she did specifically ask Edgar's opinion uh, huh. I hate to inform you, Meredith, that Edgar sees all other creatures as beneath him. Therefore, he has no opinion.
0: Inferior, if you will. <laughs> yes. It could also just be because he's a cat and he can't talk. But I don't believe that for a second. Well, the new, his new roommates
2: are upset with him and he barely regards their presence. <laughs> so
0: we've both got three cat names again. Yes. So my first name... Is Princess Penguin. Second name, Jane's Bond 007. <laughs> that's, J- that's Jane, J A N E. Got it. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> and last but not least, Panda Minimane. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: my list is. The Adominable, bo- the, the, a- the, a- God damn, I can't write names you can, can, say can pronounce, right?
0: Rex. Well, that would severely limit our options. Yes. <laughs>
2: the, the Adominable Dr. Fibes.
0: Dr. What? Dr. Fibes. Fibes? Yes. Okay.
2: P-H-I-B-E-S.
0: Fibes. In- interesting.
2: The Glamorous Velma Kitty and Miss Ferdy oversteen these are all deep references that i'm very proud of
0: sweet monkey tits (laughs) i don't get any of them
2: that's okay
0: that's kind of the point of a good reference okie dokie if you say so so what were your three again my three were princess penguin james bond 007 and panda Minimane. i really like princess penguin Okay. I I do. That's fair. Simple, effective. Yeah. Plays on the coloring of the cat's fur. Princess Penguin. Got it. So which do you like? I need you to read yours again as well.
2: The Abominable Dr. Fibes. Abominable? Yes.
0: Dr. Fibes. Yes. Okay.
2: The Glamorous Velma Kitty and Miss Ferdy Overstein. The second one. The Glamorous Velma Kitty? Yes. Would you like to know the reference? Sure. It is a reference to Velma Kelly, the character in Chicago who murders her sister and her boyfriend. Okay. And she specifically does the very sexy dance while wearing a tuxedo. Oh, very
0: nice. Okay. And there's a pun because it's Kitty instead of Kelly. Okay. Oh, so so now tell me the name one more time, then the glamorous Velma Kitty. All right, that's the one. Unless yeah. you really preferred no, I I princess really princess penguin. I really like
2: it. All right. Um, the third the third one was a Nazi killer.
0: <laughs> okay, what's that got to do with anything with the cat? She's a spy. Spies wear tuxes. Oh. <laughs> okay. So we're all right. We're on the same page then. Yeah. Got it. Do I dare ask what the first one was about? The, the Abominable Dr. Fibes is a character that
2: was maimed. It's a hor- horror film. Okay. And he was a character played by Vincent Price, who was maimed. Hmm. And
0: Hello, I'm Vincent Price. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he,
2: w- he was maimed and specifically uh, sought to kill people in revenge for his wife dying. Oh, splendid. Uh, but, you know, maimed <laughs> in an accident. Stubby tail. Uh, But also, my friend Beth had a cat who was a tuxedo cat who sadly died this year.
0: Oh.
2: Um, And that was her name.
0: The abominable Dr. Fibes? Yes. Oh, you made it really sad for a second, but then you brought it home. All right. I will
2: allow it. To be fair, Dr. Fibes was 16 when she was
0: put down was she the abominable dr Fibes or yeah i mean that was her
2: whole name I okay mean, like it's i think it's very important for a cat to have a, a name much bigger than what you use
0: oh absolutely just um, i was just confirming i didn't care yes, one way or another but I, I agree
2: our final answer meredith is the glamorous Valma kitty that
0: is correct yes there it is let it not be said <laughs> that Joshua King and Rex Hansen do not follow through on their cat naming promises. On to the actual mom synopsis. Mom synopsis. Are we, are we are we there yet? Can we please be there yet? Yeah, I guess we're there, Rex. <laughs> um, but my mom's not here today. I'd like to introduce you to my dad.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> Joshua, what are you doing there, champ? Hey, you know me. Just uh, saving the world one podcast at a time, Dad. Ah, hey, good for you, Tiger. So, uh, I guess you didn't get a job yet. Of course I did. Making connections with those that I help and not cutting myself off emotionally. That's not going to make you any money, boy. You should have kept driving a bus. Now, what if I said... I'm definitely still staving off my cravings for human blood. What for? When I was your age, we used to drink human blood all the damn time. It's good for you. Puts hair on your chest. Let me guess. Builds character. Sometimes you got to get your blood drunk a little. Like the bus company. They'd have taken care of
1: it.
0: <laughs> yeah, if only I'd let them drink my blood, dad. So what? It's work, isn't it? Now tell me about your new TV show before I smack that smart-ass grin off your face. Who's this pretty boy and why the hell isn't he at work? What's he doing? Turning down a perfectly good offer to get laid from that super hottie? You mean Tina? Yeah, Dad. No, he's doing the right thing and being a good fucking person because women are overburdened by scary men who take advantage of them while lying to their faces about it. (laughs) Wow. How do you think I met your mother?
1: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a completely different TV show. (sighs) So so anyway, Angel's out kicking ass and taking names in L.A. He's befriended by an Irish half-human half-demon named Doyle who sees visions, which gives them leads on bad guys and people who need help. Angel follows his first lead to a waitress who's been preyed on by a giant corporate vampire dude named Russell, but isn't able to convince her that he's not been hired by that same dude. She meets an untimely end by running directly into Russell's hands. Her death on Angel's hands instills a resolution for vengeance in Angel, who immediately tracks him down and happens to save his old friend Cordelia, who's been having a rough go at being an actress in L.A. Angel and Doyle save Cordelia, wipe out Russell, and find themselves with the perfect ingredients for a procedural crime drama, er, I mean, a private investigation company headed by Angel, and maybe it can (laughs) make them a little cash while earning redemption for a couple of damned souls as well. Bam! There it is. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed-looking creatures, as soon as the sun goes
2: So we open on a bar. Cold open. And in this bar, Angel is very drunk uh, in a very uh, uncharacteristic manner, mm-hmm. babbling on to the unfortunate gentleman beside him about Buffy in extraneous detail. Two
0: things. Oh, my God. We're actually fucking doing it, deal with fucking Angel motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. Now that I'm done with that. I don't want to hear a single another fucking peep about wallowing in novelty. Let's fucking carry ourselves with the dignity and respect that this show deserves. And Can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> and two, as I signed into Hulu to watch this episode, it had already been watched once by my mother, but only one episode. I think she thought it was actually about angels. Oh, I'm sure God. she didn't know what it was, which is hilarious. Ha, jokes on him. Anyway, to the bar
2: where where Angel is un- uncharacteristically yammering on drunkenly.
0: He's very f- he's faking being drunk. I was totally buying it for a second. I didn't for a second because <laughs> no, no, Angel
2: is the type of person that if he's acting out of character, then something is up.
0: Yeah, retrospectively, I'm like, okay, he was being awkward on purpose and that was it was really good acting on his part. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh so this
2: douche canoe, like Fucko McGee. Yeah. Like saddles up to the bar and squeezes in between Angel and the dude he's talking to. Yeah, I know. And right? there's like on Angel on Angel's right, there's a whole swath of empty bar.
0: Yeah, I'm like, hey man, global pandemic, okay?
2: <laughs> Jesus. You know, this happened to be twenty years ago. Put a mask on already. <laughs> but these guys cash out and they're leaving and then dramatic
0: transition <laughs> <laughs> so angel s- uh, s- drops the act all of a sudden and he slow-mo struts into action and i'm like yes his coat flares out and everything oh it was so fucking fantastic
2: dramatic transition yes to the alleyway to a
0: dark alley where surprise surprise Those douche canoes are vampires. What? That never happens. So, and he does his fake drunk act again, and we get our very first awesome ass angel one liner. So, as he stumbles up to this dude, he's like, Excuse me, excuse me. I'm I'm sorry. Which is pretty accurate. I've had this conversation before. (laughs) Yes, so have I. (laughs) From both sides. (laughs) Does anybody see my car? It's big. And it's shiny. <laughs> Piss off, pal. And Angel stumbles into his face. Beautiful pause. uh, Breathman. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to give props to this other vamp. Uh, it was a very satisfying shove. He shoves away this girl that he's trying to attack. Yeah. Like it was very good physical acting. I could really feel the point of... Uh, tension and momentum when yeah. he shoved her. And I'm sure that that was done safely and there was no actual shove that could have harmed her. Anyway, they fight because yeah. them's fighting words. And the fight's pretty quick. The only
2: real notable moment in the fight is Angel has some fancy little gadgets in up his sleeve. He pops out some fucking uh, wooden stakes like they were Adam's... Spiky things spiky spiky thing. Yeah, you know, I can't he's got remember these what we called them.
0: Awesome, like spring-loaded sheaths, yeah, in his wrist sheaths. Like he's fucking Spider-Man. If Spider-Man could only shoot, or a wooden stake that doesn't actually shoot, but it just re- it works.
2: It works like the knife that the assassin knife that uh, from yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's
0: it. I want to say retracts, but it it extracts um extends extends that's a word (laughs) that's definitely a word no the fight is over pretty quick but d-bag mcgee gets a trash can hit in on angel right after he does his awesome little dual stake kill yeah so not that it matters because angel launches him into a fucking car window with the greatest of ease yeah and then the girls they're all thankful and they're trying to shower
2: thanks on him and he's like oh just just go (laughs) just run away you
0: saved us (laughs) we have to thank you la style isn't that how it works around isn't that like the currency of la according to this episode later anyway apparently yeah and he's like no (laughs) i can't (laughs) he slowly turns and reveals his vamp face to them and they don't freak out nearly as much as I would have expected. And then he has a mild blood frenzy when he sees her, when he sees the blood on her forehead, and then he brutally broods off into the distance. He's like, "God damn it, ladies, don't you know how fucking <laughs> broody I am?" i am motherfucking brood master angel the motherfucking vampire they gave me my own tv show to brood on because i brooded too hard on buffy and they were like holy shit i need this man to brood all over a completely new channel of airwaves for at least five fucking seasons
2: it's the same channel just different day
0: shut up okay well I, I, i'm glad we got over with the brood i'm angel fuckos brood it's so, okay i'm done yeah, now. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure out a way
2: to somehow dial that back because there's gonna be a lot of those moments man So broody, Rex. i know but it like we
0: can't just have a whole episode of it we can't just make a whole series out of that joke what are we gonna do shit we gotta come up with new jokes hey that's just
2: silly yeah (laughs) but angel stakes the last vampire as he walks by and we get his dramatic exit as he walks down
0: the alleyway as his coat floofs into the non-sunset that is correct if you will and i think you will and then we get the opening
2: sequence sure It's a lot more somber than I remembered it being, actually. Like, I didn't remember it having violins. I specifically remembered it having violins. But it's definitely a a different tone that they're going for than Buffy in this, and I
0: like it. We cut to Angel heading home. Speaking of, I fucking love the music playing as Angel stresses badass way into his office. Oh, yeah. And into one of those classic freight elevators with the accordion manual gate. Okay, Angel's...
2: The the Angel's investigation's main office and then the elevator down into his actual, like, lair home? Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah, dude. I'm like, is he rent? He must be renting that whole space already. I... Ah, uh, like, this is... It's all dark woods it's a and
0: wet dream for Rex. Yeah, well, and, and me. Architecturally, frankly.
2: architecturally, this is because I love dark woods. First off, and I like—I bet you do. I—I <laughs> I like rooms that are broken up by like railings and shit, and like have mul- steps, like and odd things like that. For uh, some reason, I don't know why. Yeah, keep talking. God. And I would fucking love to have a home that has that goddamn freight elevator.
0: Oh, don't get me started on the freight elevator. No, I felt like Beavis and Butthead hearing this music through the beginning of this, just like, banana, 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 shut up, Beavis. It's not a banana. (laughs) You're a banana. (laughs) (laughs) My penis is a banana, Butthead. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The banana it's my penis.
2: You know, you brought it around back to Joss Whedon, I guess.
0: <laughs> Why not? Enter Doyle. Why not both? Why not? <laughs> Doyle does, in fact, enter.
2: No, he, he really doesn't enter. He just kind of poof is A- there. He apparates, really. <laughs> it's more of an apparition. No one ever expects him. Just bam, Doyle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ah. Uh. Yeah, this apartment, though, is just as goozy as the fucking office space. Like, I would love to live in a place like that, but I think I would literally need to be immortal to ever be able to afford a place like that. And even then, questionable. Right? Anyway, so, oh no, there's somebody in the apartment. Oh, you can't die, Angel. It's only the first episode. Oh, Rex, I'm so scared. He's going to die. Angel immediately
2: identifies Doyle as not human.
0: Oh, yeah, because right here in the and first then, episode of his new series, wait, did Fox air this, Rex? Yes. It might. Maybe. They could actually cancel it still. Right. Like, this <laughs> this first episode might be all that we see. Those fuckers will cancel no, it anything. it is not. All right. Anyway, Doyle. Angel immediately identifies
2: him as not human, and we get uh, my first quote of the day, which is, like, the very first fucking Doyle line. Yeah, it's a good one. He says, well, that's a bit rude. As it happens, I'm very much human, sneezes,
0: has spikes. Face does the pufferfish thingy. <laughs> On my mother's side. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells Angel a bedtime story, hard air quotes, which not only doubles, but triples conveniently as a recap device yeah. for those of us already familiar with Angel. A get up to speed device for those of us not familiar with the Buffy series at all. And a storytelling device, giving us the bare bones basics of Angel's backstory, and now what Angel's doing in LA and why Doyle is here. Yeah, all that exposition right out of the gate, very quick, tidy. Get it out of the fucking way. Wrap it up nice and tight with a bow on it. I got two main points here that really wrap it up. These are the points that Doyle wants to push home to Angel, why he's here, because he gets these visions from the powers that be. Yeah, We do not know who these powers that be be. He's telling Angel that he's cut off from the people he's saving, and that's not good, I guess. He wants Angel to grow emotionally. Uh, Angel doesn't care. He's like, so what if I stop and chat? I'm saving their lives, right? He's like, yeah, that's exactly what he's talking about, Doyle, for fuck's sake. Second point, he's he's craving human blood, as was established in the fight scene, because he drank Buffy's blood not so long ago. And one of these days, he's going to eat one of the girls that he saves because he's gonna justify it "Ah, i'm still ahead by the numbers is how doyle puts it yeah and i guess he needs doyle's help with being more human and therefore less likely to eat people
2: well i mean doyle basically says that angel needs to be able to connect with people to maintain his humanity ah okay good point Yeah, yeah yeah um which makes perfect sense i mean if you skulk in the shadows all the time and you only like brood and like fight monsters and that's like all you do that's kind of how you become a monster
0: yeah if if he starves it doesn't matter if he has his soul his if he starves his soul of human interaction he will become into a monster anyway you're right good point
1: i don't want to share my feelings i don't want to open up i want to find the guy that killed tina and i want to look at the
2: I want to just make a quick mention here that Doyle is played by Glenn Quinn. Yeah. Which, A, is a name that just kind of warms my insides. Because his name is Glenn with two N's and Quinn with two N's. Ooh. And, like, that's a very comic book name. Yeah. Comic book names always have a visual aspect to them uh, or... Like one of the most common things is comic book names will have an alliteration, or they'll have like some sort of rhyme scheme, or some sort of like tie-in between the first name and last name. Yeah, but also he's actually Irish. Yes, (laughs) and this is a real Irish accent, not the really shitty one that David
0: Boreanaz does. Which makes it funny that he still tries to do an Irish accent later in this episode, right? But I think he had some coaching. Right, He must have, because it was way better than when he was on Buffy.
2: Well, there's an actual Irish person like I, cast alongside him. He better fucking be able to get some coaching. That's what
0: I'm saying, is he could have easily gotten coaching from Glenn Quinn. I had a quote of the day here from Doyle as well. He says, It's not all about fighting and gadgets and stuff. It's about reaching out to people, showing them that there's love and hope still left in the world. Homeless lady says, Can I get some change? Get a job, you lazy sow." <laughs> it's about letting them into your heart. It's about saving lives. <laughs> I wrote that down as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was that was classic Wedon right there. Oh, very much so. So this is where we find out that he gets visions. Yep. Which hey, what? Repetitive plot device alert. Whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, yeah. whoop, 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 whoop.
2: It's an easy plot device though. I mean,
0: yeah, it works. It's like, hey, where's where are we going to figure out where Angel gets his case from every episode? Oh, Doyle has a vision. Oh, perfect. That's it's easy. better than just everyone fucking
2: walking into his office like the classic noir novel. <laughs> right. Hey, put a sign on the street. People are going to walk past that. They're going to know. But mm-hmm. very specifically, Doyle gives Angel his first case, which is a girl named Tina that he'll meet in a cafe.
0: Yeah. And that's all that Doyle has. Well, I think I was confused at first because it says Coffee Spot, but Coffee Spot turns out to be the actual name of the cafe. Yeah. But there's no other specifics. I couldn't figure out what SM stands for because it said Tina Coffee Spot S.M. Huh. Yeah. I have no idea. Me either. If you have an idea, why don't you give us a call at (laughs) 269-743-0783 and let us know what the hell that was about. Yeah. So... Angel also wants to know what the hell that's about, so he goes to the cafe. Yeah, even though he warns Doyle that he's bad with people, and he's like, "Yeah, that's kind of the point, though, isn't it?" And he's, (laughs) Angel's like, "Why would some random girl want to talk to me?" (laughs) (laughs) It's like, "Have you looked at yourself in the mirror lately?" Oh no, I don't suppose you would have. (laughs) 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 Uh, Classic mirror joke. Yeah, every time. That's a good one. But no, it's like, who the fuck wouldn't want to talk to you, you big, beautiful, broody bastard? Jesus Christ.
2: I'd probably be very
0: intimidated by him. Yeah, a little bit. He's also very tall. Way yeah. taller than me. I think he's taller than me. Actually, I think we've established him the same height. Yeah, you're the same height. But he's also just built broader. He's much broader. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not lanky. He's proportionate. Yeah. <laughs> So, at the coffee spot... Yeah, um... Angel's trying to talk to Tina. He's doing really (laughs) poorly at making small talk. Yeah. And then he catches this cup of coffee without spilling a drop, miraculously. I was like, bullshit. Yeah, and uh, Tina's like, oh, thanks.
2: Those get deducted out of my paycheck.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh, hell no. I have a thing to say
2: about that. You need to get the fuck out of that job, (laughs) hon. No, here, very importantly... This is in California, and California employment law dictates that it is illegal for an employer to deduct broken items like that out of your paycheck. Yeah, exactly. It's also illegal here in Michigan and most U.S. states. Mm -hmm. So if you have an employer that's ever like, oh, if you broke that, I'm taking it out of your paycheck, chances are it is illegal in your state.
0: Yeah. I worked at a liquor store where the owner tried to say he was going to charge us for credit card fraud if we yep. conducted the transaction and I'm like, no, I'm not that, from a legal standpoint, it counts
2: as cost of doing business. Yep. Now there are certain, certain circumstances where they can sue you for that. If there was malicious action. Yeah. But no, if an employer is ever like, oh, I'm you broke that. We're taking it out of your paycheck. No, fuck
0: them. You have rights. But there's also a lot of laws that are difficult to get enforced in your favor to the point where it's a wash if you even attempt, because you'll end up paying more in court fees and losing valuable time for something that isn't going to get any attention. And this could be one of those things. I don't know about California, but yeah, I would just leave that job personally. Yeah,
2: definitely. But yeah, Angel kind of makes a connection here. She actually agrees to,
0: to meet him after she gets out of work. Yeah. I think Joss Whedon does a terrible job of representing rule number one here. Right? So your waitress does not want to sleep with you. But if you're David Boreanaz, that rule might not really apply to you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, you don't hit on girls very much, do you? And he's like, uh, I mean, you know.
2: Trying to hit on your waitress. Just don't do it. <laughs> But it seems that she's enforcing rule number one because she comes out, sure, she's wearing a, a sexy black dress, but she immediately pulls mace on him.
0: Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> trust him. and I'm like, you go girl. <laughs> I mean, your first mistake was actually approaching him and not sneaking out the other way. Right. And like, why did you
2: even agree to it in the first place if you like because she she says that she thinks that he, Like, works for this dude named Russell and he's like, paid to watch her or something like that.
0: Well, he got him out of the restaurant anyway. I guess, yeah.
2: But she could have just shrugged him off and then worried about it later. Like, I don't know. Bad logic on
0: her part. But turns out, no, he he doesn't work for Russell. Yeah, he puppy dog eyes his way out of it. He's just like, no, I don't. And she believes him. Yeah. And, I mean, he's not working for Russell, so I guess it's okay and good that she believes him any other situation I'd be like hell no right she Mm -hmm. run like she should be way more suspicious yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) but she buys it It's, it's like that idea that an undercover cop has to tell you that they're a cop if you ask them yeah as if she can go, oh, do you work for Russell? And they're like, no. And they right. can't legally lie to you about yeah.
0: it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's entrapment, though, if uh, if a cop doesn't tell you. No, it, it isn't. Is it? It's not? No. Oh, cool.
2: No, an, an, an undercover cop can tell you all day, any day, that he's not a cop. There's no legal... Ob- now, he has to tell you he's a cop if he's arresting you. Huh. But an, no, if, if an undercover cop had to tell you that they're a cop, then... That would never work. Yeah, that would just
0: ruin the whole undercover thing, wouldn't it? But hey, it's a good device for lots of movies for the last couple of decades, anyway. Anyway. We find out that she is from Missoula, Montana. Yeah, Angel was depressed there during the Depression. (laughs) His
2: fucking line of that is like, oh yeah, I was there during the Depression. Uh...
0: I I was was... depressed there when I was there. It was beautiful, though. Good good save, Angel. Good save. Yeah, he's not old. Uh, (laughs) So when I was a boat captain in Montana, I discovered moose drool. Yeah. Because that shit's brewed in Missoula. It is, where she's from. And it's good shit. I really wanted to get some moose drool for this episode, but they didn't have any. I think it might be seasonal. I don't think it's seasonal in Montana.
2: I think they just ship it seasonally. Yeah. But it made me sad because I kind of wanted it to. We have drank it on the podcast before, though. We have, in fact. But yeah, she's like, well, it was nice threatening you and goes to leave. And he
0: offers to give her a ride to the party. And she agrees for some reason. Yeah, just get in the car with the stranger that you were holding Mace up to less than five minutes ago.
2: Good call. But because he said he doesn't work for Russell, you should believe him. And because he's got those gorgeous puppy dog eyes. Yeah. There you go. So
0: they go to the party together. Yeah, because this girl owes her money or something.
2: Right. They immediately walk in the party and they're on camera. I
0: think you mean camera. I have a question. Go on. Does Angel show up on the camera? (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Wait. I mean, he did.
2: You didn't see him in the recording later when it shows this video yeah that's there's no point there's no point where it
0: shows them that's what i was just thinking so that's a good question
2: also depending on the viewfinder that she's looking through with the camera she might not be able to see him through the viewfinder because some viewfinders
0: use mirrors no but there was a shot at the at the very beginning there when they walk in and they're on camera it's depicted as if That is through the viewfinder. I didn't see that. So he at the very least shows up on the viewfinder, but we do not see him later when Russell is watching the video. So he very well might have not shown up on the film. However, one of the pieces of trivia that I read about Angel, if you look at the cover art, the main cover art for Angel, you can see his reflection in the puddle that he's walking past. (sighs) And it, it was an accident. That they didn't realize until later, and they decided to leave it in, and apparently Joss Whedon said, oh, yeah, it's because he has a a soul or something.
2: Oh, that's such a cop-out over something really stupid, because there's so many times when we see him, and he doesn't have a fucking reflection. Yeah. Oh, well.
0: But anyway, yeah. Tina leaves him alone. Yep. And and this, this dude, Oliver, walks up to him and says, you are a beautiful, beautiful man. And he's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong. And he's <laughs> like, uh, thanks. You're an actor. No. <laughs> Hands him a card. I'm Oliver. Ask anyone about Oliver. I'm a fierce animal. Your agent as soon as you call me. And this isn't a come on. I'm dating an, a landscape architect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's funny about this interaction, it's not just funny in and of itself. But I think this is pulled from an actual experience that David Boreanaz had. This is how he became an actor. I
2: think it is, yeah. Yeah. I think we brought that up in, the, in a Buffy episode. Either
0: actually. that or we were just confusing that with this episode. That's possible. <laughs> but I think I heard that story somewhere. Call us and prove us wrong if we are at 269-743-0783.
1: A person needs certain designers.
0: To eat my friend's, brain. My, friend's brain. my friend's brain hey you're a vampire
2: and then angel runs into Cordy
0: Cordelia
2: oh we haven't seen her for a whole season
0: I know right but I mean, we we would have had we been recording well, this. Yeah, you know what I mean. In the order that we were gonna, but that's neither here nor there. She is bragging about how great it is. She's an actress now. She has a house on the beach. Um, She's like, oh my god, they asked me to read a third time, and I'm like, I'm an actress. I don't have to deal with this kind of thing. And I'm like, wait, no. If you're an actress, that's specifically the kind yeah. of shit you have to deal with. That's literally your job. <laughs> You're not going to get roles if you don't read
2: for them. In catching up with Angel, I, I wrote down another quote slash interaction here. So she says, so are you still grrr?" <laughs> Meaning vampire, of course. <laughs> yes. And he says, uh, yeah, there's not actually a cure for that yet (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
0: no there's there's never a cure for that
2: and then there's a little bit more talky talk there but she's like oh i need to go talk to somebody important and she walks away
0: and she's she's so sassy she's like i need i should really be talking to somebody who is someone yeah and then
2: she leaves and he goes It's nice to see she's grown as a person.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. Always with the dry wit. He's got such a good dry wit. Yep. And so Angel spots Tina with some asshole that I assumed was Russell. But it's not. It's Stacy. Just some guy with a girl's name rocking a girl's name because there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Actually, Stacy being a girl's name is a relatively recent thing in society. What? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. Exactly. Turns out. Who knew? Also, one should not assume gender off someone's name. Yeah. I knew, But we do
0: it all the time. Yeah. Okay. We're flawed as a species. So the first floor parking garage... <laughs> uh, they uh, they try to leave. They get flanked and separated at the ground level elevator. She runs. Stacy kidnaps her. And damn, when this girl trusts the wrong person, she does not half-ass this shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, bitch, please. You're telling me a couple of bullshit thugs were able to overpower Angel for any length of time? Hold on. It wasn't that th- that Angel got overpowered.
2: These assholes all got lucky because these dudes grabbed him and he got pulled into the elevator and the doors closed. He had to wait for the fucking doors to open back up.
0: Sure, that, that was the only side theory that I have that really makes any sense is... He must have just been fiddling with the door the whole time. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a delay on those There's things. no way that it took him that long to
2: knock those fuckers out. God, no. They, like, the only reason this even got to a car
0: chase was because the fucking elevator doors. Right. But, I mean, they did pull him back into the elevator. He was stepping off the elevator. Well, yeah, but
2: that could just be raw physics. I mean, if you're pulled a little off balance you could
0: fall backwards sure i'll go with that he finally runs out of the elevator he's he's running to the rescue and he superhero leaps into his awesome shiny convertible alas it is the wrong super awesome black convertible fuck me sideways that was funny it was was
2: so fucking hilarious i did not expect it at all
0: yeah i was neither
2: and Like, it cracks me up because the look on his face when he looks over and sees his car is, oh, this has happened so many times.
0: Oh, (laughs) come on. I think it's a joke about how rich L.A. is. Right. And how many many pretentious snooty vehicles there are out there. It's not snooty when he's driving it, though. No. Yeah. But I imagine it would be snooty if it was an old white man driving it. Yeah. I mean, he is technically an old white man. He's an exceptionally old white (laughs) man.
2: But yeah, there's a chicken scene, which of course, obviously, Angel's going to win. He can't die by car wreck.
0: Well, it would hurt, though. Well, yeah. So he chickens them into crashing, and now suddenly he needs doors to get out of the vehicle. Right. Okie dokie. And then the dude, he's he's got a gun on the dude, and he's like, I don't think you're going to pull that trigger. Clocks him in the face. So the, the driver jumps out of the car and
2: pulls a gun and points it at Angel. But the driver did something really fucking dumb. He opened his door and then just stepped out of the car. If you're ever trying to get out of a car quickly because there's some sort of fight or something about to happen, you fucking take two big steps away from the car so that the other person... Can't do what Angel does here and slam the door into you. And like you're s- caught between the door and the car. I missed that. I yeah. Didn't even catch that. Slams the door closed on the guy. The guy drops the gun. He takes him out. The
0: other dude gets out of the car. He points the gun at him. He's So he's pointing the gun at Stacy, right? Yes. Yeah. And Stacy's like, I don't think you're going to pull that trigger. And he, bam, pops him right in the face. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Nice twist. Yeah. I'll have my punch with a twist. Oh yeah!
2: <laughs> There's been nobody breaking through walls in this sh- in this show yet. Yeah, wait for it. Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it was kind of weird seeing Angel holding a gun. Eh, I didn't even think about it. But I guess yeah. But the scene closes with Tina saying,
0: "Nice party, huh? A little too fabulous for me." <laughs> <laughs> They're so L.A. Yep. Anyway, Cordy's apartment.
2: Yeah, quick little cut to Cordy's apartment where she may have fibbed
0: a little bit when talking to Angel. Cordelia doesn't do that. (laughs) Ever. Not once. Maybe she hasn't been as successful as previously stated. Hey, fake it till you make it. That's the Cordelia way. Or, you know, starve first, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like most girls out there are starving anyway. Right. So it's a cheap way to live, I guess. Or something.
2: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> like we even see that she took sandwiches from the party so that she had food.
0: Oh yeah, that she had the star sandwich didn't um, she?
2: It, the whole during this whole scene there's uh we're listening to her answering machine as her I guess agent basically says, You didn't get the part, they didn't like they didn't like you for the part, uh don't call me. We'll I'll call l- you. We'll call you if anything changes, but it won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> she's like, "Well, fuck a doodle do."
2: Cut back to Angels, where Tina is very surprised to get real compassion from this person.
0: Yeah. So she's sifting through her bag. Boy, Angel sure has a type, because in this shot, she looks almost fucking identical to Buffy. I almost thought, I was like, wait, I didn't know Buffy was in this episode, because there were those weapons on the wall, which I immediately associate with, like, Buffy always has that battle axe in her bag with her, um, and she rarely actually uses it. But I mean, they definitely could have used the same stunt double for Tina that they used for Buffy, and no one would have known. They just braid her hair, and you're good to go. So, Angel offers her cream and sugar for her tea, and then promptly (laughs) remembers he's a blood-sucking demon from the nether realm, unnaturally inhabited by his former human vessel's soul, and also that he doesn't stock cream and sugar for these types of occasions. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he has tea, honestly. Yeah, probably because there are so few of these types of occasions, which, you know, is kind of the premise... Of this episode and whole right. series, if you will. Yes. And I think you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he explains that he doesn't get a lot of visitors. And Tina, referencing the weapons on display on his wall, quips, not ones you like anyway. <laughs> I like her. She's a damn keeper. Yeah. Get the girl-sized aquarium and put her on display <laughs> for amusement. <laughs> no, Josh. Bring that's, that's, the chocolate sauce.
2: That's wrong again. Bring it. Like. You can't do that. But
0: to it's people. delicious. The girl sized aquarium. Oh. <laughs>
2: anyway I've ruined it again, haven't I? Anyway, at Angel's show of compassion, she breaks down and tells him all about Russell.
0: Yeah, she's like, so this is where I pay for your services with sex, right? He's like, No, this is the part where you have a safe place to stay while we figure things out.
2: Yeah, because he's, you know more human than all the other insouled humans, mm-hmm. apparently. Turns out... Christ. What's wrong with
0: humanity? <laughs> well, you know, you, you lose your soul f- for having sex with the girl that you love, and somehow it changes you. <laughs> <laughs> I got nowhere to go with that one. I know, right? And yet, they
2: made a whole series out of it. <laughs> yeah. So, Russell apparently likes pain, worships pain. She tells him that a friend of hers, Denise was a companion of russell but disappeared
0: yep and-, and so angel's trying to get information about russell out of her and she's like no you've helped enough uh. <laughs> But he. Put- i can't <laughs> wait, wait, wait i got no you've done enough he's like oh i'll show you enough <sighs> which is you getting enough sleep ha <laughs> while i go over here and let you sleep Peacefully, because he's a fucking gentleman. Yeah. (laughs) The kind of gentleman who rummages through your
2: things while you're sleeping. And then we get the most dramatic transition to a library ever put to film. (laughs) Was it though? Yeah. It was the kind of transition you'd put to a rock
0: show, for fuck's sake. Not a library. I don't recall specifically. I just know he's rummaging through her fucking Rolodex while she's sleeping. And then he whips out his super sleek flip rotary phone and jumps into his Model T, which he has to paddle through the floorboards (laughs) with bare feet with the help of his good friend Barney. What? You heard me. No, he goes to the library.
2: Yeah, that's what I said. And operates three computers simultaneously like a boss. That's what I said, Rex. That that isn't
0: anything like what you said. (laughs) Edgar, you want to weigh in on this? He's bathing himself at the moment. He does not want to weigh in on this. Yeah. Moving
2: along. Like most things, that is (laughs) not food and cuddles. Edgar doesn't give a (laughs) shit. (laughs) Fear
1: me. He's so cute. You didn't sense a hyena energy at all, did you? Because hyena possession is just unpleasant.
0: Run, play, maybe skedaddle. Yeah. So Angel goes into Super Duper research mode, and finds a girl with a tattoo that is probably Denise. Yep. Uh, and she's dead.
2: Very dead. Pretty dead. Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely. Kind dead. of impressed that he got autopsy photos oh, he... online. <laughs> like, well, that's why he was at the library. He was looking at old newspaper clipping slides. They don't put. N- Autopsy photos in the newspaper? Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Or <laughs> medical records for? Yeah. That. Maybe he knows how to hack into hospital Apparently. records from the library. There was one episode
2: where he watched Willow hack things. Oh, Maybe he learned.
0: That must be it. There it is. We explained it. There we go. We got this.
2: <laughs> Cut back to Angels, where he's
0: heading home through the sewer, <laughs> which has a direct panel opening into his living room. That's got to be awful. Well, like, I was I was going to say, that's quite the selling point for his purposes. Yeah, but <laughs> think of how bad that room smells. Yeah, that would smell really bad with the raw sewage now that you mention it. Hmm.
2: That can't be good.
0: But I'm assuming it doesn't bother him, but she's sleeping right next to it. Yeah. So. She's having a nightmare. A daymare, really. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> it is daytime. <laughs> you ever seen Dracula Dead in Love Again? Yes. Ah, I was having a day, mayor. <laughs> i think i've mentioned that before you have <laughs> it was it's relevant again it's still good it's still good he
2: tells her about denise probably being dead confirms that it was denise by the rose tattoo on her arm
0: yeah but then she sees the note that doyle left him the one that says tina coffee spot sm we still don't know what sm means per se and he's unable to think of a not-creepy explanation, understandably. I know I wasn't coming up with too much. She was like, no, Angela, you should say this. Oh, man, there's really nothing you can do about that one. Oh, oh shit. No. I mean, <laughs> she,
2: she has a big, scary stalker. There's really nothing that could possibly have been said in this moment.
0: Yeah, even if he had given her the whole gory truth, it still would not have made as much sense to her as you must have been hired by Russell. Yeah. But she leaves
2: abruptly, and he tries to catch her, and ends up getting his arm pulled into direct sunlight, and he bursts into flames. Whoopsie! And vamps the hell out, and
0: scares the bejesus out of her! So she ends up running off even scaredier than she was before. Nice work, scaredier. asshole. Scarier. Scarier, really? That's what I said. <sighs> Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. So, we're over at Tina's apartment now, where she... F- <laughs> where she's frantically packing and then promptly gets eaten by Russell, who likes to play with his food. Yeah. I mean there was a little bit of exposition here. Frankly I could care less. Don't know about you. Actually the the phrase is frankly I couldn't care less. Yeah. It means the same if you thing. Say, no, it doesn't. It does. Because if though. you say
2: I could care less, that means there's less caring you can do.
0: You know, fat chance and thin chance also mean the same thing. That's true. It's because it's colloquialism. It doesn't actually matter. It just matters that it sounds right. But it is actually, <laughs> I couldn't care less. Alrighty then. And, uh, to, 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 to yep. outer. I the, say that because
2: I could care less about the phrase, I could care less. <laughs> But I don't. But I couldn't. (laughs) You couldn't care less about the phrase, I could care less. But I could care less
0: about the phrase, I could care less. That's very interesting. (laughs) So, back to Tina. Out of the nice, safe air-conditioned swanky pad into the fire, I always say. (laughs) Angel arrives many moments too late and is understandably upset as he hovers over Tina's fresh corpse. I was
2: really kind of expecting somebody to like walk in and see her dead from a vampire bite and see him and he like being like oh angel, you're a vampire because that's exactly what would
0: have happened if this was a Buffy episode right they didn't have time for all that shit though no. what I was expecting was for Russell to be more than just a vampire yeah the vampire makeup in this is weird compared to Buffy
2: yeah I noticed that with the thugs in the very beginning too it's yeah different. They're doing a lot oh. more with
0: the eyebrows, making them like curl around instead of just being yeah. ridged like a Klingon. But this guy, he looks almost like he was super old, like the master yeah. almost. Yeah, and
2: he has like some green skin and shit. Yeah, like, it's- spotty and gross. Kind of gross.
0: Yeah, like, it was very gross. I- I'm sure they did that on purpose to make us dislike him more. It but- worked.
2: Yeah, Angel finds the body. He, you know, has his moment of no. And then cut to the police investigating the crime scene and he's pulling his Batman
0: act across the street on the roof. Yeah. Uh Bat Angel leaps into action literally.
2: We get a lot of Batman esque bullshit in this stu- in this show,
0: man. No, 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 Bat Angel. Blah! So, back to Angel's swanky pad of holy abstinence. Yeah, where uh, he... Oh, God. <laughs> he just got that, huh?
2: <laughs> it took my brain a second. I was trying to continue on, but... Yeah, old shit. You're that's, welcome. That's really good. I like it. Because
0: <laughs> it is. It is. So... He's like, we're going to find Stacy, then Russell, using that smashed up car. God damn it, Doyle, I'm in super broody mode. And Angel's like, this isn't... You got to express your feelings. And Angel's like, oh, I'm going to express my feelings, all right. <laughs> Here's a fucking phone book from the Mesozoic era. Now fucking get to work, fucker. <laughs> and so, yeah, so quote of the day, you pretty much already covered it, but Doyle's like, you can't cut yourself off from... Doyle, I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find Russell and I want to look him in the eye. And then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. That made the episode. I really am enjoying the
2: dynamic between these two. Oh, they, yeah. have, they have excellent screen chemistry.
0: They really fucking do. I'm so sad that Doyle left so early. Yeah. And then died in real life. Yeah. Like maybe a year later. But he didn't leave the show because he died. No. So, I don't know what he was doing or what happened, but we'll cut co- we'll cover that later. Yep. So, we cut to a very big house.
2: Like stupid the size of a the White House big house. Yeah. Like it even kind of looks like the White House.
0: Classic mansion kind of kind of place. Probably Victorian or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't do Vic I don't do architecture history.
2: But we get to uh, see
0: Russell's swanky digs. Yeah, and he's like, gosh, I wish I hadn't killed her so fast. <laughs> and his lawyer's like, it's okay, sir. We've fabricated evidence. Excellent. Now I'm going to eat Cordelia because she's pretty. Yeah, that that's the whole scene right there. There it is. The lawyer's like, order up.
2: <laughs> but he, he does the lawyer does say oh is this gonna be another long term investment and Russell's like
0: no I'm just I just want a snack I'm just hungry little, little snack hell no she's a main character motherfucker
2: yeah cut to Stacy's gym
0: Stacy's gym has got it going in wait
2: no Stacy's going out
0: through the window Stacy's windows huh. got it okay it's not Stacy's mom we're not no. gonna we're not gonna shoehorn this one in no if you think you can shoehorn this one in, <laughs> give us a call at 269-743-3783. Are you really pushing that because we didn't have any voicemails? No. But also, I know I went a couple episodes without doing that, so I have to make yeah. up for it. Oh, no, that's fair. Oh, also... <clears throat> <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>
2: I was not expecting that. (laughs) No one expects the chicken
0: noises. (laughs) No one expects the chicken inquisition. I'm (laughs) sorry. No one expects the chicken (sighs) inquisition. Except everybody all the time now. Yeah. (laughs) I don't see Angel putting on tights. Oh, now I do and it's really disturbing protecting young women such as yourself ah yeah there's been uh, four and three of them are very much alive
2: oh that derailed everything oh uh (laughs) yes uh, Angel shakes Stacy down for information about Russell where does he live what's his favorite color is he dating anyone
0: (laughs) does he like me make him sign this note here I made check boxes yes no we'll see very important, if you if you make yes or no,
2: don't write yes or no. Write yes and no separately with no other word in there because they might circle or. And you better include
0: <laughs> <laughs> You better include a cootie catcher. Otherwise they're gonna know that you ain't got no game. Yeah. No game. None.
2: <laughs> Back in those days, folding paper. That's like peacock feathers there,
0: boy. Pretty solid. (laughs) Color that shit. You use the good colored pencils, not the crayons.
2: (laughs) So we come to (laughs) Courtney's where she's trying to meditate and not doing a particularly good job. Mostly because she's hungry. And let me tell you, as someone who occasionally does meditate, it is really hard to do so on an empty stomach. Oh, yeah. Hunger is one of the hardest things to just blip out of your mind.
0: Definitely. Especially when
2: you're like on the verge of starving as bad as Cordy apparently is.
0: Yeah, something tells me evolution had something to do with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> hmm, people tend to survive better when they can't ignore their hunger, and it drives them to do crazy shit. Yeah, like accept the
2: invitation of a vampire to come over and hang out and have food. Exactly. Which is exactly what Cordy does here, although she admittedly doesn't know that Russell is a vampire yet.
0: Wait, did we establish that when Angel was beating the shit out of Stacy in his gym, Stacy was like, He'll kill everyone you care about. And Angel's like, There's nobody left that I care about. Smash cut to Cordy. Cordy. Yeah. Hmm, there is somebody relatively nearby. Foreshadowing much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
2: she's invited to go hang out with Russell. Her, her friend from the party called.
0: Yeah, Cordy's all perfectly primed to be Russell's newest victim. Yep. And he almost he almost has her. Cut to angels
2: where he's ready for war. And he's been in 14 wars, not counting <laughs> Vietnam, because it was never officially declared. In which I didn't know that. See, this is
0: educational. Yeah, Vietnam was never technically a war. I'm learning history. This is good shit. So, yeah, Angel's gearing up. He informs Doyle that he's driving. Uh, Quote of the day here Doyle says, Now, wait a minute. I'm not combat ready. I'm just the messenger. (laughs) Angel throws him the weapons bag and he's like, And I'm the message. Wow. Yeah. They're laying it on thick with these one liners. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then Russell's mansion cut a very quick travel montage with Cordy in the limo and she's at Russell's now yep and uh she's deep in the den of the beast and this guy's got vampire money holy hell yeah
2: talk about really expressing the the concept of women actors being forced to essentially literally sell their bodies. Two rich white men to get ahead in
0: the film industry. Oh, yeah. Because that's what's happening here. Pretty much. Yeah, literally. It's a very thinly veiled metaphor. Yeah. So thinly veiled, it it's basically written on the wall. <laughs> yeah, so as she's rambling on about how great or not so great her career is going, we start to do that ever so lovely cut back and forth a lot thing And outside, Angel and Doyle roll up, and Angel pulls the old Irish accent and the disarmingly too-close-talk-about-the-game-on-TV gag on the guard, knocks him out, and disconnects the camera in one badass smooth motion. Oh, yeah. Works every time.
2: Tells Doyle, wait ten minutes. If I'm not out, leave. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Which, you know, you haven't cased the place, Angel. You don't know if it's going to take you ten minutes. Look at the size of that fucking house! Ten minutes is
0: not a lot of time. It really isn't. He doesn't know where Cordy is in that house. It would God, take no. it could take easily an hour. He doesn't know Cordy's in that house, he, for fuck's sake. He doesn't know if that house is haunted or not. Right? It probably is. And you know what?
2: We've we've seen plenty of haunted houses in this goddamn well, not this series, but in Angel or in in Buffy. In the verse. sure. Yeah, the
0: verse. there we go. It could have a sex dungeon. It could have It
2: probably does have a sex dungeon. It could have a torture dungeon. It's a very yuppie vampire.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think he's gone well beyond yuppie. Yeah. But I get what you mean. He
2: does look very much like Patrick Bateman though, despite the fact that this came out a year before American Psycho.
0: Okay. I don't know who that is, but we don't have time for all that noise. (laughs) Back inside, Cordy continues prattling on. She notices really quickly there are no mirrors and lots of curtains and, hey, you're a vampire. I actually have... This is
2: quote of the day. Yeah. She's looking around and she says, I finally get invited to a nice place with no mirrors and lots of curtains. Hey, you're a vampire. (laughs) What? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) R2... I don't know what you're talking about. No, that's just silly. <laughs> you're, you're being silly. <laughs> Everything's fine. And she's like, I'm from Sunnydale, and I lived on a Hellmouth, and which that was the worst. That was the worst lie
0: ever. He was like, No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't a vampire or a demon of any kind, and somebody accuses you of that, you're going to be like, What that? The- <laughs> what are you smoking? And where can I get some? You'd be confused. Oh, honey. Yeah. He's just like, no, I'm <laughs> just, not. <laughs> That's preposterous. Yeah.
2: Just his response of like deadpan.
0: What? No, I'm not. <laughs> like, it was perfect. I, I really, I thought it was funny. And so back outside, Angel continues his, to Mission Impossible his way inside. Yep. He rigs the power to blow by C4 in 30 seconds. Was it 30 seconds or did he have a remote?
2: No, it was, he said it for 30 seconds.
0: I missed that. Okay, that answers a question I had later. And back inside, Russell's like, well, so much for formalities, and turns into his old, gross vampire face. Yeah. Ugh. He slow walk chases her upstairs as she runs while Angel hook lines his way up. Right? Seems like he could have taken the stairs just as quickly, but... Well,
2: he, he, he uses the grappling hook to go to the second floor balcony from the outside of the house. Okay. So there are no stairs.
0: Okay, I didn't realize he was outside when he was doing that. Yeah.
2: Okay. That makes more sense. I'll take your word for it. Also, it more resembles Batman, and that's what we're going for here, It right? does.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll take care of you, Gotham. I mean, <laughs> uh, Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Russell's about ready to, to eat Cordy, and... Aren't we all?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so the power blows with perfect timing, which is where I was like, did he have that on a remote or was it just perfect timing? It was perfect timing. Turns out it's perfect timing. That's and- probably one of Angel's superpowers. Yeah, I'd give him that. Definitely. So Russell says, "You've made a very big mistake coming here." And Cordelia, this quote of the day, "You don't know who he is, do you?" Oh boy. You're about to get your ass kicked. <laughs> and he does and they fight and he
2: gets his ass kicked yeah the only reason that he doesn't kill russell in this moment is a couple of his henchmen show up and he has to save cordy from the henchmen
0: because they got guns and they're all shooting willy-nilly angel takes a shot to the chest but he's fine yeah he's fine and he leaps off the top floor balcony with cordelia who screams with delightful fear i think she liked it i think she really enjoyed
2: being saved in that manner maybe I don't know I
0: (laughs) I think she was annoyed she was like you're leaping over a balcony with me Ah, I'm (laughs) not immortal but she was fine it's fine I think she was more annoyed that Russell
2: turned out to be a vampire and not gonna kickstart her movie career (laughs) I would
0: be that's very annoying it's like damn it every time it's it's always too good to be true you know
1: dig this dig this you has weight Fire, beheading hurry up sweet dreams, sunlight hurry dreams oh, water usual oh, yeah I hit him With what A desk
2: Then we cut to the gate outside and Doyle's impatiently waiting and he's like, ah fuck it and he goes to leave but just as he pulls away he's like, oh no I gotta go back and he rams the gate and nothing happens because it's gate and it's made to stop
0: vehicles. That's a good gate. (laughs) That's a good quote of the day right there. He's like, that's a good gate. (laughs) I Man, I was like, has it been 10 minutes already? Or is he just fucking off? Because he's like, oh, fuck this.
2: Right. It always bothers me any sort of moment in movies and shit when people blow through gates. I once watched a semi-trailer go through a a gate at a guardhouse, went through it without stopping, and the gate brought the the semi-truck to a stop. Like, (laughs) granted, the gate was really fucked up, Mm -hmm. but so was the semi. Yeah. Like, and it was just a chain link gate, but, like, they're made to stop vehicles. I
0: mean, if it was the kind of gate that swings outward, I can see that breaking. But this was a sliding gate. It's not designed to go that way anyway. Right. Of course, it's not going to go well. And also, dude. You're in a convertible. Yeah, (laughs) it's not like it's this big, heavy tank of a fucking car, right? It is an older car, so it is. I mean, a pretty heavy car. Do you know what make and model that car is? No idea. Okay, we should look that up at some point. It reminds me a lot of Sam and Dean's car, but their car's not a convertible. No. And there's a there's is like a 55 Chevy Impala. Yeah, it's a muscle car. This is not a muscle car. I just thought it was interesting that that he fucked off the way he did because I really thought he was just gonna leave. But I really liked that he said, "Nah, I can't do that to them." He, like you could feel that thought process, and he turns around, and I couldn't tell at first if that was his plan all along. Was oh, I'm just backing up to ram the gate. Right. Or he almost chickened out, and then he was like, no, but I can't leave him behind. And I just thought that was a nice little moment of character development for him either yeah. way. Yeah, I agree. So moving on from there. So after Doyle hits the gate, he
2: he backs up a little bit, and then, of course, Angel and Cordy show up. Yep, just in the nick of time. He's like, Doyle apologizes for the damage of the car. <laughs> might have had a bit of a wee bit of trouble, or well, I forget what he... I didn't write down exactly what he said either. Cut to Angel's apartment where he's having the bullet pulled out. Cordy expresses that she was worried she was going to faint while barfing. (laughs) Which, you know, colorful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and she's uh, a little concerned, or they're giving her concerned looks while she's being a little over-optimistic with her hypothesis that Russell is dealt with She's like, yeah. hey, we we put the fear of God in him, right? And they're like, uh... That's not how that works. I don't know about that. Cut to Russell Winter's Enterprises, where the security is just awful. Yeah, and
2: he's meeting with his uh, lawyers, Wolfram and Hart. Yes. And they're discussing the situation, and then in Bus Angel, not Kool-Aid Man style, he just kicks the door open. It was close, though. It was close. Honorable mention. The doors stayed on their hinges, so... They did. But yeah... Russell's like blah blah blah. I'm superior, blah blah blah. I'm I Russell. follow rules, I pay taxes, so I get to get away with whatever I want. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and he's like, Can you fly? Yeah, so apparently anybody can just walk in and shove the CEO of the building out of a very poorly constructed window while his team of useless ass lawyers just watch. Yeah. And that's what you pay for when you're paying lawyers, really. Kind of, yeah. They're not really the hands-on type of henchmen. No. <laughs> no. And then they just watch Angel walk out, flips open his rotary telephone, and is like, we've got a new player in town. <laughs> it's not a rotary telephone. It looked like a rotary telephone to me. It's an old-ass cell phone, though. Powered by Beeble Boxes. <laughs> you got a... Beeble Boxes. Oh, my God. Do you,
2: you do know what you're referencing there, right? Like, Beeblebox? Zaphoid Beeblebox? Oh, that's Beeblebrox. Close enough.
0: No, I was attempting to reference Rick and Morty. Can't remember what those power generators are called from that episode. God, I can't even fuck. Something about blah, 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 blocks is that you stomp on and they generate. Oh, right. Not important. Anyway... Yeah, Russell's dead.
2: Like, I figured he'd stick around an episode or two. Damn.
0: <laughs> I kind of felt like I remembered that he was definitely going to die in this episode. And it was pretty epic watching him burst into flames as he falls. I loved, up until the
2: moment when Angel kicks his chair out the window, his whole demeanor is every is all, you can't possibly touch me.
0: I'm untouchable, even though this guy's in your face. Yeah. Like, you think he can't kill you like
2: that? Russell obviously believes in his situation and power in society, but, like, Angel's pretty much a vampire vigilante outside of society. He doesn't give a shit. And his hubris was his undoing.
0: Yes. Indeed. I wonder how many
2: people were on the street and was like, why did someone throw a chair out
0: the window? Seriously, it's a good (laughs) thing there was nobody in it. Wow. All right. (laughs) And, I mean, technically there wasn't. And they had to have
2: paid some big bucks just for the effect of showing him burst into flames as
0: he's falling out the window and shit. I'd be curious to see a making of on that. Yeah. And so the makes uh, lawyer makes the phone call, blah, blah, blah. We got a new player in town. Cut back to Angel's apartment where this is where Angel calls Buffy. Yep. And she's like, hello? Hello? And he hangs up. I thought it was Cordelia for a second. I was like, why is he calling Cordelia? Nope. But it was Buffy. And that would have been episode one of season four of Buffy. Yeah, when she just randomly gets a phone call for no reason. Uh huh. So cool. It all comes together. Yes.
2: Neato. And there's some noise upstairs. And Doyle says that there's someone very happy upstairs, but she screams, and with happiness, sure at the cockroach <laughs> at the cockroach <laughs> and Angel and Doyle run upstairs, and I'm like I'm still bothered by the fact that Angel's way too much in actual sunlight here,
0: oh yeah, like, yeah, way too much. It was way too bright for him to be in that room. like the blinds were wide open, yeah. And they really need to fucking clamp down on that shit. But it wasn't direct sunlight. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Ugh. I'd like the record to state that Rex made a jack off <laughs> hand fucking motion. Cut that out. I will not. Uh, a masturbatory <laughs> style motion with his fist, leaving just enough space for a penis between his fingers and his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was totally legit. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Anyway, I Cord- just wished that the viewers could have also seen it, <laughs> or the listeners. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: the, the viewers. We have viewers now too. Yeah, apparently, sure. You're viewing the podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, someday I think we should film this. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it would be that entertaining. I don't honestly. think it'll make it any more entertaining. <laughs> no. I just think it'd be a gimmick that we could do, right? But Cordy.
2: Basically says that, oh, they need to be legitimate. They need to, like, have a sign out on the door. Angel investigations, blah, blah, blah. We should be charging people for our rescuing services. And Angel's like, are you sure about that? And
0: she's like, yeah, we might need to rescue rich people. Yeah, and Doyle's like, oh, that's not a bad idea. I'm Irish. I do <laughs> <God. laughs>
2: oh i'm i apologize on behalf of
0: josh for our irish (laughs) and angels like uh as as cordelia walks away he's talking to doyle and he's like (sighs) you think she's a hottie yeah she's a stiffener all right i can't lie about that but you know she could (laughs) she could use a hand a stiffener did you catch that yeah he called cordelia a stiffener What do you think he's referring to, perhaps? An erect penis, probably.
2: What? Yeah. Why you
0: gotta take it to the sexy place, Rex?
2: Doyle did. I (laughs) I knew you were gonna...
0: (laughs) I could have sworn he meant that she uses lots of starch on clothing (laughs) when she does laundry. I believe you are mistaken. I am almost (laughs) certainly mistaken. (laughs) Doyle double-checks that Angel is up for all this nonsense. He says... You know, there's a lot of people in this city that need helpin'. Angel says, hmm, so I noticed. Doyle says, you game? And cut to bat, Angel brooding over the nighttime cityscape of Gotham, I mean, Los Angeles. And he looks into the camera, and he goes, engage. I, I mean, I'm game. <laughs> Sorry, I got him confused with Picard for a Apparently. second. Yeah, so
2: that's first an- first episode of Angel. Gerarg. Gerarg.
1: Is this for me? I must be ready. I need
2: my strength. Give, 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 give me more. Night, I shall give walk in. Hold on. You've got something
1: in
0: your eye. How would you feel about this episode, Rex? I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I remember it being a lot more hokey. Yeah, go
2: on. It was a. A significantly better pilot than the Buffy pilot. I would have to agree. Like, it's still obviously a pilot because they have a lot of, like, unnecessary explanation. Like, Doyle explaining Angel's backstory to Angel? Please. Right. Like, come on. He even says, uh, I lived this, I know all of it. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But, yeah, I I thought it was pretty good.
0: It was... Simple. Yeah. Wasn't I, anything complex to it. It was a good setup. Yeah. Not much more than that. And it, you know, they made up for the boringness of having to do a setup with plenty of fun one liners. Yeah. A fairly decent amount of character development for everybody in a very short amount of time. I was surprised that the powers that
2: be and Wolfram and Hart were brought in. Right away. Yeah, right out of the gate. Immediately. I thought there was going to be a little bit of time before that.
0: Oh, my no. I think Joss Whedon had a very clear vision of what he wanted to do with Angel and what he wanted this to be. And if they'd just given him one more fucking season, well, we'll have plenty of time to bitch about that. Yep, yep, yep. What's your quote of the day, Rex? I'm going to have to give my quote of the day to Cordy for...
2: Her very good observation in situ of, I finally get invited to a nice place with no mirrors and lots of curtains. Hey, you're a vampire. And it just shows that she's way more on the ball than she seems. Yeah. I like that. I did as well. And then an honorable mention to the... What? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What's your quote of the day, Josh? So my quote of the day... (laughs) is going to Angel. He says, Doyle, I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find Russell, and I want to look him in the eye. Doyle responds, then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. Yeah. I felt like that was just the most intense moment of the whole episode, and it was f- amazing.
2: I. It was really hard to pick a quote of the day, though, for this episode, because Joss kind of pulled out the stops on the one-liners. All oh, the stops.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Every fucking, every character gets a one-liner. Well, most of the you stops. You get a one-liner. You get a one-liner. Everyone
0: it gets a one-liner. gets a one-liner. <laughs> Very much so. Definitely. Yeah, definitely one-liners.
2: <laughs> so this has been the first episode of Ale with Angel.
0: Ale with Angel. We did it.
2: Now, it might be confusing, but we're keeping all of our social media names as Beer with Buffy. You can find us on Facebook as Beer with Buffy. You can join our Facebook group, Beer with Buffy group. You can find us on Twitter at Beer with Buffy. If you want to get a hold of us, you can message us through both those platforms, or you can email us, beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can call us and leave a voicemail. The number being
0: 269-743-0783.
2: If you would like to support us financially, you can do so through our store, store store.beerwithbuffy.com. If you would like to just give us money or have us name your cat and or ladybug that's probably dead by now, you can do so at patreon.bearwithbuffy.com. Review us on iTunes. Very important. Number one way you can help our podcast. We're up to 36 reviews, and we want that number to keep going up, 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 up. Woot, woot. And then I'd like to say a special thanks to our new composer with all of our new angel music, JJ Treadway. Thank you very much, JJ this has been ale with Angel I'm Rex and I'm Josh have a good night
0: look you guys <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't use the shaggy voice at all this episode you are the life. <laughs> Ro- Ro- shaggy. without Xander it's gonna be
2: hard we to shoehorn that in I of responsibility <laughs> <laughs> instead of which you
1: would enslave yourself to this, this... cult you don't like the color <laughs> The sacred you were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom poms at people.
2: what have we done? Why are we watching this? (laughs)